Hello, this is Father Kelly Edwards thinking about the Feast of St. Matthias. St. Matthias, we don't know nothing about him. He fills the place left by Judas, you know. It was kind of conspicuous that they were missing somebody after the events of the Passion. They needed somebody else. Twelve is a good number. Twelve tribes of Israel. They needed somebody to fill the place of Judas. So they cast lots. The lot fell on Matthias, after they they narrowed down two people, Lot fell on Matthias. We don't know much about Matthias, but it occurred to me that this feast day, this feast of Matthias, who's sort of an unknown, the one who fills the place, perhaps it can be thought of as, in a sense, a feast day for all bishops. We have some feast days for priests, we might say, that the Last Supper, so Holy Thursday, is, is a priest feast day. Or maybe the Feast of St. John Vianney, patron saint and priest, that makes sense. Um, and certainly there are many bishop saints, so you could very easily uh, pick lots of other occasions to have sort of a, a bishop's feast day. But if you think about it, or at least if I think about it, Tom, or not Thomas, Matthias is one who is chosen to fill the place of an apostle. One chosen worthy to be among the ranks of the apostles. Well, isn't that what all bishops are, right? Bishops are the ones who are the heads of the local churches. They have the full apostolic authority. They have everything given by Christ to his ministers, the, the fullness of priesthood, we would say in theology class. So that's that's what bishops are, that's what the apostles, that's what Matthias was and those came after him. Because think about it, even the other apostles, uh, Peter, James, John, Thomas, uh, Bartholomew, all those guys, they were bishops of whatever place eventually, uh, and they died, and someone came after them. So it sort of makes sense that Matthias is, in a way, a patron saint, we might say, of all bishops, because, of course, all bishops now are filling the place of the apostles since we're pretty out of apostles. They didn't last a whole long time compared to the life of the church. Now, they last in heaven. They are still interceding for us, etc. But earthly life, the apostles didn't, quote, last very long in 2,000 years in continuing of church history. So we had to have more apostles, so more bishops, so St. Matthias. To me, this seems like a fitting day to think about the bishops, not just this particular bishop. Um, and, you know, as, as often happens in Scripture, if we don't know much about somebody, we can... Uh, substitute in sort of ourselves or kind of a current reality for that. So we have this guy, Matthias. Um, if I were a better scholar, I would probably know what Matthias meant in Greek, but I don't at the moment. It probably means something significant if we're honest about it. That's how scripture usually works. Anyways, St. Matthias for the bishops. Uh, it struck me this morning as I was praying Office of Readings, the antiphon from the responsor, the responsory says, uh, you will make them rulers over all the earth. Now, why would we have that kind of phrase in the common of apostles? Why does the church see the apostles as rulers over all the earth? And if we're talking, if we're, if we're making the argument that the bishops are the successors of the apostles, which is not an argument, it's truth. Um, if we think about it that way, though, then we ought to be able to apply that same phrase to the bishops. But how does that work? Are, are bishops, as we see them now, rulers over all the earth? Well, I mean, if you think politically, hell no, and all the better for it. Uh, back in the day, bishops, if not literally, 
were somewhat de facto rulers of all the earth. They had um, the you might, the monarchy or whatever it was in their pocket very often, and and uh, did things even they, even if they weren't officially civilly in charge, they might as well have been. Now, a good number of bishops, I am sure, used this ability uh, for the good of the church, but not all of them did. We know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take a historian very long to point out, and as people uh, like to remember badly, the few that, probably more than a few, who used that kind of worldly power incorrectly, you might say, to not further the gospel to further their own interests or something like that, uh, those are known, but surely there are, there are many other ones who did do a good job. I'm getting sidetracked. Praise God we don't have that now. You know, back in the day when the Papal States got gotten rid of by Italy, they were taken over stolen from the Pope. Everyone hated it and it seemed like a really bad deal. But as far as I can tell and what I've read of history and a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, um, it was very good for the church because suddenly we were no longer involved in, or directly involved at least, in political worldly goings on of the day. We still were connected with them, but the Pope wasn't owning land and having taxes paid to him. So the apostles... And therefore, the bishops, are they rulers over all the earth in a political sense? No, and all the better. But, in another way, they are, or at least should be in a certain way of thinking about it. So, the bishops are the shepherds of the people, whatever people in whatever places. So, wherever you are, there is a Catholic bishop whom you are under. And as sheep, we are supposed to be obedient to our bishops. Now... The other way around is that bishops ought to be good shepherds, um, but even in cases, of, even in, in places where it is, uh, maybe what we're stuck with is uh, do what they say, not what they do. Still, we are obliged to do what they say, so long as they teach in authority with the church and the pope. So, we might look around though and ask ourselves: If there's a bishop over all parts of the world, is it true? that their authority goes over all the earth. Do we see the effects of the power of the bishops over all the earth? And maybe power is the wrong word, because I don't mean power as in power to suppress, but I mean power as in influencing for the sake of the gospel. A lot of times we can probably say no, that we don't see the bishops having influence in the way that I think Christ imagined. I mean, imagine if if what it really if it really happened that um, the people followed what the bishop said to do in the sense that you know, they they really did live the doctrines of the church with with zeal and love for Jesus Christ, as many many bishops faithfully preach. Do not get me wrong. Um, you know, do we see that? Do we see the people? really living the faith as it is preached by their shepherds? Or do we see kind of lip service done to like, oh, hey, it's the bishop. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, bishop. Uh, but then we don't actually follow through with what the bishops ask. Now, let me be totally clear. I have literally nothing particularly in mind to the Oklahoma City, my own bishop, Archbishop Coakley. I am or my, the people of Oklahoma City, I literally do not have anything in mind that I am going, oh, well, the people of Oklahoma City aren't listening to Archbishop Coakley. Nothing like that. I, I have 
I didn't come to this point to be making because of anything to do with Oklahoma City whatsoever. Uh, but just thinking about thinking about St. Matthias to begin with, and then casting generally to the idea of bishops, you know, Matthias as sort of a representative for all bishops that came to be after the apostles, and then thinking of that phrase from the responsory of morning prayer that they have, their authority is over all the earth. Well, do we see it? Do we see the faith lived well overall? Do we see uh, zeal for the gospel affecting the way cultures go? And unfortunately, again, as I said, uh, I don't think we see it that much. We don't see, at least as much as we would hope, um, society transformed by adherence to the gospel. We see a lot more lip service. And it's for our own loss. We lose out by following the world rather than following the church and her bishop and her shepherds, the shepherds that she has given to us. So on this feast of St. Matthias, uh, of course, we celebrate the saint and thanksgiving for his honored place among the apostles. But also, uh, we pray, we think maybe of ourselves and ask, are we being faithful to our shepherds? Are we actually following after the gospel that they have given to us, the gospel that is their duty to pass on, the gospel that it is um, their labor to see that the world enacts and lives out. Um, Again, I don't think the bishop should have uh, secular, temporal, political power that usually becomes a mess, Uh, but rather they should have their influence over the world, not as uh, authoritarian leaders or as political power, but as power to influence souls, to to lead all souls to heaven, and to um, focus the people on Jesus Christ, and let that uh, redound, let that echo down, and affect sort of political culture, let it affect world culture and society, as it will. Um, but we don't have enough of that. I think there would be a very different place if we were really faithful to our bishops, really faithful to our shepherds, really because by in, in doing so. Uh, we are faithful to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. So if we want to see the world be a different place, if we want to see the world be actually effective for Christ to look differently and not just follow um, worldly materialism, then an important step in that is to be faithful to our Savior by being faithful to the shepherds that he has given us, including St. Matthias and all of the apostles. Thanks. God bless.